and welcome back to this week's episode of Foul Players Radio. My name is Michael Spedden, and this week we sat down with Carl Filippiak. Carl is a well-known, well-renowned, highly respected jazz guitarist uh, who was performing at Costas this week. We interviewed him as part of our jazz series at Costas called Jazz Notes. Uh, we've had some really interesting episodes, uh, meeting with some of the musicians that play down there on Wednesdays. We've had uh, Dave Leone from Full Circle so far. We've had Carl Filippiak. We've had Rodney Kelly. Some really great guys playing great music down there. And I would urge you, if you're in the Dundalk area on Wednesday nights, to come by and check it out. They've got lots of great great food specials. Uh, you know, $18.95 for a 12-ounce Black Angus New York Strip steak uh, with two vegetables uh, half off bottles of wine, wine down Wednesdays, half off bottles of wine. That's not your thing. Oh, believe me. They've got hot, heavy crabs there. They've got great shrimp. They've got all kinds of seafood down there. You will not go wrong on this menu, folks. Tell them you heard it here. When you go down Costas is at 4,100 North point Boulevard in Dundalk Costas Make sure you check it out in other news. The chorus of the Chesapeake is having their spring show Plenty of tickets still left. Go to www.dundalk.org. The show will be held at Goucher College Crowshar Auditorium uh, Saturday, May 11th. Um, for more information, www.dundalk.org. The Foul Players of Perryville will be returning to the Western Maryland Scenic Railroad this Saturday, May 11th. Uh, for more information, www.wmsr.com or 1-800-TRAIN-50 for tickets. Uh, the Western Maryland Scenic Railroad is at 13 Canal Street in Cumberland, Maryland. Train boards about 5.30 on Saturday night for the Murder Mystery Cruise. Uh, make sure you check it out. And now, for our episode, Carl Filippiak, live at Costas Inn. Okay, Carl Filippiak, it's nice to meet you. Good to nice see to you down you, here Mike. at Costas here. And so I understand that you've had an album out in the last year. Yeah, last year, last or, year. or two, I'm... I really don't know the exact date. You really don't know the exact you know, some date. Some people pay a lot of money to feel like this. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's yes. called What Now? Now. So tell me a little bit about it here. It looks like you've had some... Uh, you know, who played on it with you? Well, that band is called the Jimmy Jazz Band, and uh-huh. it's kind of like the rock fusion side okay. of our uh, uh-huh. of my playing, of okay. what I like. Right, right. And um, it's Frank Young on the drums, okay. and Matt Everhart on bass. And Paul Hanna on the sax. Okay. Uh, okay. And there's Brian Sims that plays keyboards on a couple tracks, oh, and great. Steve Zerlin. Um, okay. I think co-wrote a tune that's on it. So I hope I've mentioned everyone. Oh, okay. Yeah, you don't want to leave anybody out. You don't want to leave everybody out. And it looks like they've been, uh, you know, getting some good play and some good um, feedback or some mm-hmm. good, uh, you know, good reaction here. Um, it's been on the uh, charts. We had it promoted by a, you know, a radio jazz promoter and. Um, all that information is on my website if you want to look at it, if you need that. Sure, But sure. Um, it did get airplay literally all over the country. That's and, great. And it really, a couple charts, it, it really got up to number three, two, mm-hmm. one. I mean, we had a couple nice um, songs that made the, the top of the charts. Excellent. So it was really neat. Excellent. Now, now don't forget, putting this in perspective, uh-huh. this is like um, some of the, the, the jazz world, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So it, there's, it's not really comparable to... Riding high on a, some kind of pop chart, so of to course, speak. Right, so, right. Uh, understood. Yeah. But but it's still cool, you know. It's still cool. Well, it is. Well, I mean, the thing is to get that kind of respect amongst the jazz community because all of you guys are players. You know, you guys are all excellent players. Well, and thank everything. you. 
and to get that kind of respect amongst your peers and everything, I say is really an accomplishment. You know? Right, and that's just one of my bands um, that I play with, and I have another one that I play with here, like tonight at Costas. Uh, right, and um, that's more represents the the more jazz side okay. of what I love, okay. more like traditional jazz. So we have an upright bass player, and okay. we play like a lot of jazz tunes, you know. Where the other band is. All of my originals and stuff. Okay, okay. So, so I've, I've been doing uh, these interviews down here at Costas for the last few weeks, and I've been, my first interview was actually with another Dundalk boy by the name of Dave Leone. Oh, yeah, down I know. I've known Dave since, since I've been young, because I'm from Now, you're this a Dundalk area. boy, too. Now, Absolutely. Where, now, where Absolutely. did you grow up? Um, right across the street from the main entrance of Fort Holliburg. Sure, yeah. Okay. Which was... Um, Forgetting the street, the roads. It's, uh, you know, Halliburton and, and Dundalk Avenue. Okay, right, 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 right over and, there. And um, that was at the city side. Where I lived in back of Unity Hall. So, yes, so this is, okay. uh, so right, the right. people that will know what I'm talking about uh-huh. will, will, will unfortunately be old like me. No, I'm an old Dundalk <laughs> okay, boy myself, so, so I grew up down here so too. So, yeah. Exactly. There's a lot of subsections of Dundalk too. And I think yeah. we, uh, Dave and I went to the same grade school. Okay. Together. We went to, um, a Catholic school, Sacred Heart of Mary. Sacred Heart of Mary. I that, know exactly where that so is. So it's at Youngstown Avenue. So you're going back Avenue. to the fifth. This is the fifties now. Oh right, right, right. Okay. So okay. Yeah, that that's why this has a uh, it has something it has some kind of meaning or vibe to me because I'm going. This is cool to be here, and I'm from here. I lived there from the like fifty four, fifty five, maybe uh-huh. to sixty three. Oh okay, okay. So I was there quite a while. My youth. Your youth, you know, and was that around there. the time you started picking up guitars and uh, playing and everything? Well, I wanted to play guitar uh-huh. while I was here. Uh-huh. Ever since I was in the first grade, and um, yep. and uh, the first time I heard Elvis, I loved uh-huh. the sound of the guitar. So what's that? Fifty six, maybe fifty five, oh, sure. fifty six. Right, right. But in those days and times, I mean, mm-hmm. even though he was a, you know, a huge, you know, he was a phenomenal. Uh huh. He didn't do what the Beatles did, which was make music access, uh, accessible in a, in a in a physical way. In other words, right, change right. the music industry. Uh-huh. I'm not saying he didn't have any impact on it, but not like the Beatles. So uh-huh. all I could do was think about a guitar. I didn't. I'm lucky if I saw a guitar, if mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Right. right. So it really wasn't until '63, '64, mm-hmm. right after the Beatles came out, and then I moved, and my my parents bought a home somewhere in um like rosedale overly area yeah, exactly yeah so that's where we moved to from here mm-hmm. and i went to high school out there oh okay right right out in uh, out in uh, the rosedale overly yep. area sure great great um so i, I was um you know, looking at you know, your uh, bio and everything here too and it looks like you've been working with um dennis chambers victor wooten um bob berg mm-hmm. a lot of big names in jazz here and um You've also, um, you know, been, you've gotten reviews in a, you know, quite a few, you know, big guitar magazines here, Guitar Player, Guitar World, um, you know, Jazz Times, and you've had your music in the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Yeah. Now, this is a, a, a quite a while ago. Okay. And um, um, early on in my 
in my career when I started writing original music in uh-huh. this jazz fusion kind of world, like late 80s, early 90s. Uh-huh. That's when a lot of that happened. So that's kind of a long time ago right. as well. Uh-huh. You know. So yes, I, Mike, I look really good on paper. You do. You, know? you do. Yeah. <laughs> you do. You a lot of impressive. But um, it is cool. I mean, that, I, that I've done those things. And they've, they've all quieted down. Uh-huh. You know, Dennis Chambers, now the great drummer, has oh, gone yes. on to play with with uh, you know Santana and Santana, you know uh, um, Steely Dan and Steely you Dan. know he's played with all those gr- groups. Oh yeah, so, he, he is um, he's top. So of the we line. remain great friends, but we haven't played together for a while. So right. a lot of that stuff is not happening at the moment. Not happening. At but, the well, moment. that music even has changed, you uh-huh. know, and the scene has changed, sure which has. is another subject for. We could be here another, you know, absolutely, you know, half hour talking about that. There I can't remember what your late eighties, you know. Don't forget, this is this is very old now to me. So okay. this is not current, you okay. know. And but, um, I really don't know how it happened, mm-hmm. except for I got calls, even at that time, from people as, as far away as you know California, saying, "Hey, I just heard your song on the Olympics." Oh, that's great! <laughs> right. That's great. So there's that's a, a backstory with that. That that puts a lot of things in perspective. Okay. Um, I, for, I I forget all the details, but uh-huh. it was a, a a some guy that like a, a real fast guy that ran, okay. and um and they used some of my music while they were doing an interview with him. Oh, okay. So okay. It, it's very cool too, and I've had it played on baseball games once in a while. Oh, that's great. All these things sound really cool, and they are. Yeah. The yeah. the backstory to some of that is. We would think, oh man, you probably made some money off of that, mm-hmm. and it cost more in attorney fees <laughs> than it did to get the money. And I don't know how that works either. But welcome yeah. to music. There we go. See, we got two shows already now. Right, right, right. Now, what, what are these people doing that are actually making money here? Uh, man, they, I got to get a different attorney or something. Something's going on here. Something's going on. But anyway, here. yes, it, it it all looks good. You know, it's cool. It, it was fun. It does. Well, you know. it, 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 it's quite an accomplishment there. You know, to have your music played like that, and you know, people were recognizing it and everything, and letting you know. Right. Um, yeah, that now, more currently, within the past two or three years, I uh-huh. I recorded and played at Abbey Road. Abbey Road, no kidding. Tell and, me um, about that. And that was awesome. I had a, a good friend of mine named Tom Lombardo, uh-huh. who is an airline pilot for twenty some years for I think United. And um, uh, along the way, he just met all these people, met all these people from Abbey Road. Uh-huh. And um, I'm going to do the blah 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 right, because right, I know right, right. it's short for time. Uh-huh. And um, he calls me up one day and says, "Hey, you want to record?" Mm-hmm. Um, um, with me and uh, one of the guys that was on a session in uh, at Abbey Road um, was Bernie Marsden, uh, the guitarist from White Snake. Right, that was a few White Snakes ago. Yes, yeah, but, yes, yes, yes. Was, <laughs> but but I um, I said, "Where are we doing it?" He said, uh, "Abbey Road." Mm-hmm. I said, "Abbey Road," and, and he goes, "Yeah." I said, "Let me think about it for a minute." Right. Yes, yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. And it was just a wonderful experience. I met Giles Martin, you know, which is George Martin's son. I've but, heard, you know, yeah. Judd, George mm-hmm. has passed away. Uh-huh. Just to be invited to that, to go in, is uh, mm-hmm. how would you describe that? Right. Um, without being sacrilegious at all, I'm, I'm thinking it would be like, you know, Mecca for a musician, you know, mm-hmm. because of all the great music that was done there. Right. And I mean, no disrespect for, for any. Mm-hmm. Not even I don't even know what religion that's connected to. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. I'm sure I've I'm sure I've offended someone. Oh, well, that's, 
That's excellent. That's excellent. So that, that must have been a, you know, just again an excellent experience recording with Bernie Marsden and Dan and the whole band, good friends. I'm not, you know, they're more detailed than that. But the bottom line is that's a little more current. Mm-hmm. And um, what I'm doing now is my own band, jazz band here at Costas, and I play with a fantastic player named Lafayette Gilcrest. Oh, yes, yes, and I'm in his band, The New Volcanoes, and he did all the music for The Wire. And is probably one of the most creative musicians to come out of Baltimore. Oh yeah, yeah, The Wire. I, I remember it well. That was a great. Yeah, he's got some music show. in that, and and um, yeah, Trem. I think it was the one that was about New Orleans. Oh, Treme. 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 Yep, yep, yes. Tremay. He's got music in that as well. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's great. Now, that, that's exciting. You know, to uh, they're using local. Well, what musicians. I'm trying to convey is yeah. that in in Baltimore, which is not you know uh, noted for maybe being, you know, quote-unquote, you know, a, a jazz town, so mm-hmm. to speak, um, uh, I couldn't be happier and more right. content playing with some great musicians and, you know, look, and we're here, which is probably really, because I'm from here, I'm going, wow, well, is this going to fly? And it does. Mm-hmm. And it does because of more than one thing. You just can't have a place to play jazz. You have uh-huh. to have great people to come, come out, mm-hmm. which they're... Always great people here when I play that want to hear jazz, uh-huh. and and Pete and Nick are truly the best yeah, to they, work they for. Really, they support the music. They really do seem very you supportive know. of their bands, you know, and that's very, why it works. You know, real personable with everybody. Right. I, I tell you, I, I'd love to play for them sometime if I were a jazz guy, but I'm not. Cool. You know, okay. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, they they really seem to have good relationships with all the musicians here and everything. You know, so. Um, I'll tell you one story, I guess it's not really about you that I've heard, but I, I kind of witnessed this one time. This was kind of funny. Nothing embarrassing, nothing incriminating about you, but um, about 30 years ago, I was out seeing a friend of mine's band, younger guys, they were about 18 at the time, and they were playing at the Midway, down in Essex on uh, Eastern Avenue. For some reason, they thought this guy in the crowd was you, okay, and, I don't, and it looked nothing like you, I don't know where they came up years ago? With it. Yeah. Okay. okay, and um, so he's lead singers up there, and you know, they did one song. Everybody's clapping, good job. And they say, "Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Carl Filippiak." And there was a guy standing right by the stage. It wasn't you? And he goes up right. there. He goes, to, "All right, Carl, good to see you." He goes to give him a high five, and the guy's like, "You talking to me?" Oh, that's funny. And everybody's like, "That's not Carl Filippiak. What are you doing?" You know. Let me guess. <laughs> he was a lot skinnier than I am now, and he had hair. <laughs> well, <laughs> probably. Oh, well, hey, you know. Uh, back in those days, I was a lot skinnier. And I had better <laughs> I hear, hair myself, yeah, you know. You. But um, that that was one thing I thought of when um, you know Pete had mentioned you know, for me to come down and interview you this week. I figured right. you'd get a kick out of that story. Uh, that's funny. You know? That's <laughs> funny. Mistaken identity. Well, at least the guy's not out opening credit cards in your name or anything right. like that. Right. <laughs> it's a good thing he didn't go up and play. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, and, and, he, and he was bad or something. You know, <laughs> yeah, like uh, kind of like the Naked Gun with Enrico Palazzo. You remember when Leslie Nielsen was singing the national anthem really badly? They had it. They had. An I opera don't, but star. I can imagine it. <laughs> yeah, they had an opera star. He was doing an undercover thing. But to make a story short, um, they kidnapped the opera star and they had him go out there because he was trying to catch somebody and he ended up singing the national anthem horribly but they put the opera star's name next to his picture oh, on the that's TV. that's good. That's good. <laughs> I can imagine something like that happening. You know, somebody gets up there and they're terrible. That's Carl Philippian. No, oh my God. no, I can, I can do that without any help. Every other gig. 
Yeah, it's a, you know, music, uh, impro- improvising uh, music, you know. Well, one thing we like to have on the show is uh, we, we interview people from all areas of entertainment and arts. I've had people that are into dance. I've had bands. I've had um, you know singers. I've had people that run haunts. I've had broadcasters mm-hmm. on here, actors, directors, a whole bunch of people. One thing that we kind of like to talk about is uh, disaster stories. Um, sometimes it may be a, a, an audition that went horribly bad. Sometimes it may be a uh, something that happened on stage that was a complete disaster. Maybe you were auditioning for somebody and completely tanked it, or somebody was auditioning for you and you're like, "Oh my god, I've got one." Okay, it's not a disaster, but at the moment they feel like it. Uh huh. And this is a long time ago as well. And we were going to play one of my early bands, and, mm-hmm. and uh, we were playing. At a club. Mm-hmm. Let's see what the name of the club was. Maybe I'll remember. It doesn't matter the name of the club. And it was um, in Philadelphia. Uh huh. On Delaware Avenue. Yeah, I know where Delaware okay. Avenue is. And I forget the name of the club. It's just been that long, but it does doesn't matter. And we were playing there, and they were doing a live broadcast on WRTI, mm-hmm. which is a Big, and still is a big jazz station in Philly, uh-huh. and they were giving us two hours of, of airtime. Mm-hmm. So, um, well, this is not life and death disaster story. Uh-huh. Anyone still today would really appreciate having two hours of airtime on a big jazz radio station. Oh, you sure. know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. so really cool. And uh, make a long story short, this is the time before cell phones. Uh huh. And um, what the drummer at the time, uh, whose name was uh, Greg Granger, mm-hmm. who I must preface this with, Greg is a hundred percent professional musician. Yeah. He's he's, yeah. The, he's one of the best. He's played with. Um, oh God, I'm I'm going blank on everything here. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. Whitney Houston. Oh sure. So he's yeah. a pro. He's been around oh, the yeah, world yeah. with top notch players because it involves him. Uh-huh. It's probably more his disaster story. <laughs> so to make a long story short, we're all at the club. Uh huh. Where's Greg? And it's getting close to time. Uh-huh. We get a phone call. You know, behind the bar. You know, yeah, no yeah. cell phones. Um, hey, Carl. Greg's on the phone. Wants to talk to you. Hey, what's up? Where are you, man? He's going. I'm up and down the street. I cannot find a club. Uh-huh. And I'm going, well, where are you? He goes, I'm on Philadelphia Avenue. Oh, no. And I said, what? He said, "He said, yeah. He said, I'm in Delaware. Oh, Philadelphia no. Avenue. I'm going, Greg, it's Delaware <laughs> Avenue in Philadelphia. <laughs> oh, and that's man. a true story. Oh, my God. The good news is that it's really not that far where we salvaged the gig. I oh, think yeah, it was yeah, probably yeah. like 20 minutes or a half hour away. Yeah, it's not so we still far, had a good yeah. hour and a half on the show, and which... As soon as I leave now, I'll remember the name of the club, which right, right, doesn't right. matter. But uh-huh. is that a good enough story for you? Absolutely, that, that absolutely, cool. absolutely. All right, We're all Mike, about I'm get, stories. I'm getting here. the word here. You're getting the word here. Well, Carl, thank you so much for sitting down with me for this little bit of time, and we will definitely right. come back to this to be continued another time. Maybe if you could bring a bandmate in with you as well, you know, we'd love to hear from awesome. them too. Thank you be so awesome. much, Carl. All right, Mike. Nice meeting you, man. And thank you for listening, folks.